0: Hey, how you doing, you right? Hello, Mr. Damien. How are you doing, man? Yeah, you? I'm good, you're in Santorini, yeah? I am in... Who's this behind me? Yeah, I am in... It's not Santorini, it's Astapelia Astapalia Some hey, something should... hey, oh, nice. A random pretty Greek island. You might be able to see like a little castle. Yeah, it does there. look beautiful, yeah. Very yeah. nice. So. so they're like... Actually, there, I think, is the uh, parkour set up. And then, yeah, little bits down there. But yeah, so this is, uh, I've had to just find internet and steal no, some no. headphones. I look like uh, a nutter. <laughs> but how you doing, man? Nice to actually meet you. All good,
1: mate. All good. Yeah. Very yeah. Yeah. Already... good. Yeah, you saw? Yeah, how I'm good,
0: mate. I've been here since, I think I've probably been about seven days and I leave on Monday. Uh, it's my first art of motion. So I don't, I don't suppose you've ever been to one of these before, like in the past. No, I haven't, mate. No,
1: I think
0: it's good, though. It's a good, yeah, because... This year is a bit different. They have loads of people doing more content stuff. So people are kind of like going out, making videos for the first few days, getting Instagram content, and then there's a, a live show. So it's a little it's a little different, but I actually think it's better because it's just kind of – it's a bit more like actual parkour sort of thing, uh, like the way people train, if you get what I mean. That's good, yeah. And have you very been cool. – are you been quite busy lately?
1: Yeah, very busy, mate, yeah. Very busy just trying to get through – all these different projects that we're getting on with but yes yeah, it's going good what are you working on at the moment just uh yeah uh we just finished a film called Argyle which is another Matthew Vaughan film who did kick ass and Kingsman and all right. that stuff is it so similar sort we just, sort just of stun- to finish that and then we're about to start the next one. Yeah it's pretty yeah it's mayhem to be fair. yeah it's uh, it's uh, definitely some big stuff within really that it's hard work but yeah, it's good. So I was second year director on that, which was nice. So it was a uh, hell a lot more responsibility, but it was good, good challenge. Well, we'll so. get to that in in like later, but yeah, that's the kind of thing you're doing a bit more
0: of now, like moving to directing, it, right? It is, yes.
1: Yeah, it's been good.
0: So exciting. All right. Okay. So what I've done, I I've actually already recorded me talking through your story because I listened to you on a Stuntman's podcast. I forget his name. Oh,
1: Doug Robson, is it? Yeah,
0: and it seemed like the only place on the internet that has you talking about your kind of story (laughs) yeah you kind of i'm not
1: yeah i don't really uh shout about it to be fair so
0: yeah so you're probably gonna hate this video but it is no no it's it's gonna be me going through so i've done ones with like um some free runners you might know and stuff like that so yeah i'm gonna go for it but it was really (laughs) interesting because there was loads to your story that i didn't know like i I grew I up know. watching your stuff when I was probably 16. So it would have been like 2010. So that's the point that I knew. And then you were kind yeah. of involved in the community. And then you went films. And I just sort of, you know, I just see your post every now and then. So it was interesting to hear yeah. more. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah, I'll no, stop.
0: Sorry, mate. I'm talking over you. A bit no, no, you, too, no you, go, you
1: go for it. Go for it. Cool.
0: So, yeah, I have the story starting a bit random. It's kind of going all over the place. But... There's intro to the story. I start talking about the time that Kanye West and Ashton Kutcher tweeted your video. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I didn't. To be fair, I wasn't on Twitter or anything like that. And I, I kind of, I think me and uh, Tim were just talking. I said, oh, I'm going to make a new show reel around 2009, I think it was. And then I sort of made it, and then I went to, I think it was on holiday. As soon as I just put it out there, I didn't really think anything much of it. And i just sort of went on holiday i think i was in portugal with my girlfriend who's my wife now it? um and i sort of went there and then somebody just texted me i can't remember who was. somebody texted me oh that video's going crazy and i was like oh, okay so i just started looking at it on holiday i was like holy shit like it's, it's been really big and then somebody's then i just started reading the comments and somebody's like oh did you come here through Kanye West's tweet, and somebody was like, "I got put here from Ashley Kutcher." I was thinking, "All oh, right, so I didn't even know." To be fair, I, didn't, I wasn't on Twitter; I didn't really know much about Twitter. But yeah, the, the fact that I think they saw it and then they posted it, um, just sort of yeah, set it all off. Really, that was kind of it. And then, yeah, weirdly, I met I met Kanye West that year actually. Not, strangely, I actually did a an Ellen DeGeneres show, um, and he was on it, so they kind of put us both on the same show together, but. Yeah, did you I mean, did you
0: speak right. to did you tell him that like him sharing it kind of elevated you or anything
1: like that was it kind of yeah breath- I did I did I obviously didn't get a chance to speak to him much but it was you know um it was it was on, like a little chat but I just said to him I said, I said thank you very much for tweeting it and stuff and yeah he was cool was, that's yeah, crazy because that cool. was like
0: I mean like yeah your story is kind of like early internet uh, virality and shit and it is kind of interesting because back in those days you were probably one of the one of the like earlier people to have had someone tweet something and then that's changed their life like you know how you get people who have one video has gone viral and their whole life's changed you were probably one of the earlier people for something like that to probably happen
1: yeah it was strange because um yeah i uh i kind of only made the video well i I very first made the video in 2005 i think did, and that was purely because somebody came up to me at nightclub and said uh they said oh i said um you know, you're doing Walters, aren't you? you? You do a gymnastics. And I thought it was somebody who followed gymnastics. So at that point, I think we'd just won the world championships and I was, I was ranked like fifth in the world at Tumbling. So I was like thinking this guy, oh, he obviously follows gymnastics. Like So I was like, I said, yeah. And then he started talking about men's beam and I was like, I do men's beam. What are you talking about? And he went, I said, yeah, I've seen you on the internet. Like you do men's beam. I was thinking, anyway, it suddenly clicked that it was this little joke video that me and my friends had made of like me just like, you know, pissing around on the beam and all that sort of stuff and jumping around and, and kind of being stupid and stuff. And then I was like, where have you seen that? And he said, oh, it's on the internet. So I rang my mate, said, have you posted that video on the internet? He went, yeah, it's on YouTube. I was like, what's YouTube? And he was like, like I said, it's 2005 when it first came out. And I was like, it's just, oh, it's this thing where you can watch anything you want on this this uh, website. And I was like, all right. So I went on it and he was like, yeah, it's, it's getting quite a few hits. It's got like 20,000 hits or something. And I was like, right, I'm not having that. So I only made the next show reel to kind of prove that I wasn't shit basically so that's why I kind of did it and I was like so I'll put that on there and then I think within four weeks maybe five weeks uh, I got a call from Brad Allen and Jackie Chan's stunt team and was like hey I saw your video on on YouTube do you want to be in a movie and I was like uh sure so then that's kind of and then I went from that that was kind of my movie career to start straight from there so it kind of changed my life just from doing that and that's that's kind of where I just saw my my life going really I just thought so I only I just went from movie to movie because he just said, oh, I said, look, I like your attitude. I like the way you work. Is this what you want to do? And I was like, okay, sweet. So I kind of just went from movie to movie with him. Mm. And then the video just kind of came something I was doing just because I like doing them. You know, yeah. it was just something out there. And then unbeknownst to me that it would go as as big as it did, you know, and even, and I didn't really realise because like in 2009, that video that you probably know, the one that um, Kanye Weston Actually, you tweeted that was the first video I signed it with a company I can't remember the name of the company. And um, anyway, they said, "Oh, you know, we're going to be the first people in the UK to start advertising on on uh, YouTube." Would it have been like BBTV
0: and- or one of those kind of network type things?
1: Can't remember. Is it? I want to say Base, but I don't know if that's Oh, right.
0: Base seventy nine. They did
1: um, Flow base, Show. Base- Yes, it was them. Yeah. So anyway, these two guys working out this guy's garage and he was like, listen, this is what we do. You know, this we're going to be the first thing. And I was like, "Ah, whatever, you know, like, cool. You know, if you want to advertise on my thing, then great. Because in my mind, I wasn't even making them for that or anything. You know, I was just making them because it's what I wanted to do. And I thought any sort of bit of extra money would uh, be great. Mm. I kind of signed a contract, which was not the best contract in the world. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, I do to me, they're going every year. So I'm carrying on just doing the stunts and I'm thinking that's where my career is going or something. And then they keep telling me, they oh, go, I need to make a new video. I need to make a new video. I was like, yeah, oh, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, you need to make a new video. I don't realize that over the last four years, I think it was four years or three years or whatever, but yeah, I think it's the last four years that they've been using a video to promote their company and their company is suddenly now blown massive. They're like, you should come down to the uh, down to the, uh, the studio, the uh, the office. And I, was, I kept saying over the years, I kept going, ah, oh, I'll come down another time. And I kept doing another movie, another movie. And I was hmm. just in town one day in London. I just said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pop over. And they went, oh, we're at Waterloo Station. So I walked into the thing and this massive office in Waterloo. And I was like, the hell? And, like, and I was like, how have you guys done this? And they were like, oh yeah, we we now the biggest, one of the biggest companies for doing this thing. And I didn't realise that people were getting paid millions for YouTube videos. I had no idea. And I was like, well, that sounded a bit of a shit old deal there, didn't I? So, so oh, then I suddenly became gosh. aware that I was like, oh right, the people are making massive livings on this. And I was like, but well, anyway, but that at that point I'd kind of got to the point where I was like, hey, it did it did its job for me. You know, hmm. at the time I got a bit of money just for making, you know, for videos anyway, but yeah yeah so I just thought it's what uh, it
0: led it's what it led to like it kind of did well, exactly yeah. what so the idea of like a showreel what gave you the premise to do that because I feel like in 2005 I don't know but I I wouldn't I wouldn't know where you would have seen even the phrase show reel. like what was a showreel prior was it something for commercial work or back then Because um, nowadays it's like quite well known what they are
1: yeah I think it was yeah I think it was kind of because I kind of wanted to demo because I, obviously I was competing for gymnastics, but I knew gymnastics wouldn't last forever. So I thought, you know, I, I didn't know what to do afterwards. So I thought I'd heard uh, even things like when I was growing up, I think people, were like, oh, if you got into the pantomime scene, you know, you could, uh, you could get like five hundred pound a week or something like that. And I was like, oh my mm. god, because at that at that point I was getting paid for gymnastics, and I was getting paid five hundred pound a month, which was really at top end yeah, gymnastics. Yeah, top end, you know, and like, and to me, didn't care. Like, none of us cared because we used to live at Liverpool National Sports Centre, you know. And then so nobody cared because it paid for your petrol, paid for your car, and you got to do what you love doing, you know. Mm. So we never really thought about the future, and you kind of half thought about it afterwards, thinking I'll probably just go into coaching. So at that point, I was coaching because me and my dad and my sister had started this club in Derby. Mm. So I was like, so I kind of thought I'd drop into that, but I thought well, I'll make a show reel, and then because people have been saying about pantomime and Legoland and and like the theatre and stuff like that saying oh if you get into that game so I thought okay well I'll sort of make it and I might send it out to people and I actually had it on on a cd I think I had it on a cd and I started trying to give it out to somebody and then but at the same time I put it on youtube and I thought oh no one no, will really sort of watch it on youtube because it's, it was like 20,000 views. I thought it never really to anything and obviously straight away somebody just called and was like yeah so it kind of did its job really and like, I, said, but I, I, I thought yeah to me, I was thinking I was going to go down the, the sort of live shows thing. I thought maybe for a couple of years or even for certain delay or something like that. Mm. You know, I just wanted to put it out there. So I just got a little option. You know what I mean? Rather than just jumping straight into, into coaching. So it you
0: know, was that's it, kind of where it was It was interesting because like, yeah, you blew up on YouTube so early. Like I genuinely, I make videos on extreme sports and parkour is my background. So it, it's, it's like I would normally always focus on parkour, but just even zooming out of that, it feels like your name grew as one of the early people on the internet, like an early YouTube name. Like, I can't even think, you know, you'd had people like Smosh. There's like all these old school channels. And then there was like Damien Waters was like a fucking, a big name. So that must've been kind of odd because it was new. Like now we understand like what a YouTuber is. But back then it was kind of making itself and you weren't even that aware of quite what it was. I was was
1: completely unaware of it, to be fair. I wasn't aware of it until it was, I pretty much stopped doing it. That's what was kind of strange. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't definitely wasn't aware until I kind of finished doing it. Is that, yeah, because like I say, in that point, I would put the videos out and yeah, and then I'd just go back to work and I'd just do it. And the movie industry is a funny industry because it's you kind of spend, you know, six months on a movie and then you sometimes you can spend up like when we did Bond, it was 10 months, you know, so it's a year of your life gone. Mm-hmm. So before you know it, you know, you start the movie and you're in there. I mean, the hours are crazy, you know, like so, especially back then. Like, you know, we were doing like 16-hour continuous days. So you just sort of get up the next morning, go to bed, get up the next morning, go to bed. You know, so you have no real concept of what's happening. I mean, yeah, I do. I keep checking it, and I was thinking, like, oh, this is, yeah, it's doing well. You know, it's yeah, read the comments and stuff, and I was thinking, oh, it's getting a lot of hits this one. But that's as far as it kind of went. Do you know what I mean? I had no concept of that you could make a living off it because my living was stunts then. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, and you kind of – like I say, it's a weird industry that you kind of see – you think of years as movies when you get into it because it's like oh I did because like me I, I know that oh 2011 I did 47 Rowan 2012 I did Bond 2000 because you kind of you don't see it as that you kind of know that it takes up such an amount of time mm. you know so by the time the movie's finished and then I go oh I'll make another showreel so I just spend time making the showreel in between things or even sometimes while the movie's going on you know, which obviously the coordinator, the sun coordinator and my bosses were never happy about that because obviously I get injured and stuff, but but uh, I used to love it, you know, so that's why I yeah. made them. I just used to make because I generally loved it. And then, yeah, it wasn't until it was kind of over that people were like, you know, you should have been getting a, Fuck load of money for that. Good <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah, it? yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, well, I didn't. So, so yeah, do you that think it's
0: like you, like, this was the thing I didn't really kind of realize, I guess, when I was really heavily following you back in like 2010s is that you're, you are like creative, like the fact you've got into writing, and we'll talk about the, the film you're working on. But, um, I didn't really see how I didn't really know that side of you more than I just thought maybe some guy had a camera was doing the creative vision of all your videos and you were just sort of an athlete. But now I see that you have more of a creative. Side, and you're going down that. Do you almost like could you see like an alternate timeline and you realize that YouTube is what it is now, where you're getting people like Mr. Beast and they're making these crazy productions? Would you have, if you kind of saw the potential in YouTube for what it can be, would you have perhaps have invested in making different content and that could have been the main thing?
1: Yeah, I think I would have done. Yeah, uh. I,
0: think, uh,
1: I think I would for sure. I think um, because the movie industry as well is quite constrained quite constricted you know it's um yeah yeah and that's what kind of always did me like i'll be honest like most of the stuff i did like i don't know if you saw the bungee jump thing where i let like go the bottom of the summer side over the house and all those later videos yeah they were all done because i wanted to do these big stunts i wanted to do these big gags and the film especially stunts on i think which is kind of what the movie i'm writing now which is quite funny it's people's perception of a stuntman and the reality of a stuntman are two very different things. I mean, like it's, mm. it, my my friend explained it perfectly. He's a old Australian boxer and he was like, it's endless amounts of boredom interspersed with moments of sheer terror. And that's kind of it, you know, like it, it really is like you sat around, you know, you sat around, then it's just all hell breaks loose, you know, like, and then, and then well, obviously then you sit around. For, yeah. Yeah. And then you kind of, but then you get these moments where you go, it's such a surreal job that you're doing these amazing things but then it's followed by endless amounts of sitting around again and and the thing is like there was loads of stuff i wanted to do and you, you it's a weird situation especially when you get into like pitching ideas forward and stuff so you start off as a, a stunt guy you no one really listens to you you know then you suddenly go it's like oh you get fight coordinate thing and you get the chance to start okay these are the the ideas i think it could be then it's like stunt coordinate there's second director. so like Mm. you start getting these opportunities to pitch these ideas forward but at the end of the day it's never really you're never really in charge of what you get to do because you have obviously got to show it so and, so and so and then you've always got a boss so it's kind of okay well this would be a cool idea but it doesn't fit in with the story okay so then how can we change that to fit in with the story more but then it, you know then it's like okay well then it's not the same gag but obviously it has to fit in with the story you know so it's mm-hmm. like you kind of watered down can, for all the yeah it's watered yeah. It down and then some people just don't get the idea and then just think it's not going to be and they're not on the same page and then it's you know so you end up having to do these things and I was thinking so like there's all these ideas that I really wanted to do in my life like someone start over the house and the bungee jumps and the, and these things and I was like there's loads of ideas I really want to do and I thought well I just got to do them. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. just thought I'll just set it up myself and do them for myself. And again same sort of thing. I just thought I know I'm not going to get any money from them but you know it actually cost me a hell of a lot of money to do them. But it was things that I just wanted to do in my life to say that I've done them. You know, yeah. so that's kind of where I went. And that was because I wasn't doing as much as what I wanted on the movie set, you know. So like, and, and and don't get me wrong, I did a hell of a lot on the movie set and I still have, you know, it's. but it's the case of I always wanted more. So I think if somebody would given me the opportunity, which is kind of strange that now I have the opportunity, I'm 40 years old now. So it's like kind of now I'm in the position where, you know, I'm being given this free reign to kind of do what I want and write what I want and, you know, and design these things. And execute them it's kind of the point where i go I can't really be asked to, <laughs> to hit the ground anymore you know like it's uh yeah it's kind of like a weird stage in your life you know but it's you know it's uh, i still love doing it i really do like doing it i train every day still you know but you know as you get older it takes you longer to get up you know so it's yeah. that's the problem you can hit the ground as fast it's as getting up and doing it again over and over and over again so but yeah i still try and train every single day because i oh, really you, you train know, every but, uh, day still still train every day yeah because i've still got my gymnastics center so I, even i take my little lad in there because he's four now so my little lad goes in every morning with me before school and then we just train and play around and, and things like you know so because i want them to enjoy as well i want them to grow up in that in that sort of environment and and want to be part of it you know so How, how's well, his progression
0: thought... how's his progression is he gymnastics
1: He's good, yeah. Well, no, he's he's anything. He loves motorbikes to be fair. He's his yeah. massive thing is motorbikes. So but he can yeah, he could he landed a front somersault maybe on his third birthday or two weeks after his third birthday, something like that. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a little actually on my Instagram on my Instagram we've got I made him a little show reel. It's funny. Yes, he can, oh, like, yeah, he can jump motorbikes when he was three, like he's yeah, he could backflip. Yeah, he's a good. But I try not to push him into it because I don't want to be that pushy parent. And everyone was like, yeah. you know, do you want him to do it? And I said, well, I don't. know If he wants to do it, he'll do it. You know, like I just I did it because I loved it, and yeah. that's why I got good at it. I said, if he loves it, then that's it. You know, but he's got people like Greg and Sebastian and and all my other mates that do it all the time. So he's around it all the time. So I, I don't ever go right. You do this. You do this. Yeah. Because we're always doing it, he just copies, you know, and that's what he's always done. And now his sisters now copying him, yeah. and then his other sisters, even your Yeah, it has, it
0: has to be an authentic interest. Like yeah. I think a lot of people, yeah, when they have kids, they're like, yeah, it needs to be. They want. I'm just going to move aside. It's like raining. It hasn't <laughs> rained this whole fucking time. Moment. <laughs> moment, <laughs> moment I'm I moving. did Yeah, <laughs> right, I mean, enough. but yeah, I was talking to someone here. Oh, that's a bit of it. Okay. I was talking to someone here and he was like, yeah, you have to kind of just let them find the thing. And it, it, obviously it, it would be amazing if it is gymnastics or whatever, but you kind
1: of let them find it, I suppose. Yeah. No, um, the thing is, like, that was my thing as well. So it's like, you know, he'll find his own thing. If he if he will look, if he wants to do it, I'll help him out, you know, but he, he'll he find his thing. And I did it because I loved it. And, yeah. you know, if he wants to do it, he'll do it. I was so, going to ask. But, yeah, so kind of, I, I think, I would going back to your question, I think I would have done that because I had a bit more freedom to To do that, I'd have still stayed in the movie industry for sure, but I think I would have done a lot more knowing that we could make because I've got some yeah I've got some crazy ideas. Which kind of we might be doing something similar to that with our next movie anyway, so that could all link in together um, with our next movie that we want to try and cross pollinate it with youtube and stuff
0: so ah really so yeah kind of like a different approach to actually movie making like traditional movie making itself like the way you market it and stuff yeah exactly so so so, yeah i was gonna i might as well yeah might as well go on to school fight then so the um that that is kind of that where it's you're being given complete freedom to do what you want from having years in the movie game sort of seeing how things restricted and you don't have that same level of restriction so how did that kind of I, I sort of know how it started to come about but how did it go from just a small you know you were writing a script to reality like how did that process
1: look like it's it's a bit of a uh, well I actually I I collapsed a couple of discs this, this in my back so I was like kind of out of action for a bit and I couldn't really do much training uh, I was getting so bored but I listened to a lot of audiobooks so I listened to them since I was like 15 I've listened to them like every day and stuff so I had all these stories in my head and things and I was thinking you know, I'm going to, I need to find a writer because I've got a couple of little ideas for stories. And I was thinking, I wonder if I could just write down something to do just to, you know, like I say, carry on being cre- creative and stuff. But I couldn't be active. So I thought, oh, I'll see, see what I can do. So actually, I got on really well with Michael Fassbender over the years. So I just rang him and I said, I said, listen, I said, do you know any good script writers? And he was like, what for? I said, well, I've just got these ideas in my head. I want to do this, this, and this. He said, listen, he said, the script, the good scriptwriters you can't afford. He says the bad ones you don't want, and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. And I says, well, oh, you know, not really that fucking helpful, it, Michael. He was like, he went, no, he said, my advice is do it yourself, like write it yourself. I was like, I don't know anything about script writer. He was like, don't matter, just write it, and if you need any help, I'll, I'll give it a read. And I was like, all right. So then I just started writing, and I started writing this thing about like the cartel. I had this idea, and I was like, write this thing. I was like, it's like this little girl. I was like, Halfway through, I just thought, fuck me, this is boring, so boring. And I was like, (laughs) so depressing. And I was like, why am I writing this? Like I enjoyed the process of writing, but I was thinking, there's nothing fun about this. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just so I'm chatting to my wife and like we're driving. I said, I want to do something fun, I want to do something like you know, that that excites me. Yeah, I could do like crazy stunts. I said, like the reason we could do crazy stunts on Kingsman, I said, because it was. It's lighthearted, It was fun. You know what I mean? It's kind of comedy. Right. It's Like you, can, so you have can the restrictions of
0: like it. a serious hard film. It's like yeah. you have that
1: openness. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I said like you know if if we're on Bond, somebody's doing like a front someone's like into a kick, people go fuck, you don't do that. That's ridiculous. You know. Mm. But yeah, you do it on Captain America or Kingsman, and everyone's like, it's amazing. You know. So it's the premise that I was like, I had to get the premise right. I said, but I just need something that's kind of, you know, that's kind of imaginary. Like it's all in something. I said like I said comedy and fiction. I said, it has to be, like, so, like, even, like, that like made up and things like that. And she was like, and as I said it, she went, did you ever get in, like, fights at school? And as soon as she said that, I was like, fuck, got it. And I was like, because every lad who's ever been in a fight has always bullshitted what it was like <laughs> the next thing. And I was like, it's easy. And literally, I was like, fucking it. And I said Because <laughs> I said, I've got it all. And I thought, I'm just going to play on what I used to do, what all my mates do, what every lad's ever done and gone, when they've been in the fight, they come back, and all of a sudden, it was, there were swords, of oh, art, mate, you come swing at me with a baseball bat, did he? He didn't, so, you know, and that's, <laughs> and so we played on that, so I just started writing that, and I think I wrote it in a week, I went to Dubai, and I just sort of started jotting it down, I was like, so I wrote it in about a week, and I just thought, my wife's kind of my big, biggest critic, and then, I sort of gave it her, and she just read it, and she started laughing, and I was thinking, that's unusual, she never really normally likes anything I do, so I was like, well, She's like, this is really good. She was like, I didn't even know you could write, never mind, write a script. And I was mm. like, don't really know how to take that. But you know, I was like, so I'm laughing. She was like, sure, this is good. So I was like, all right. So then I gave it three out of eight, and like all the lads. And I was like, says so what do you reckon? So everyone started reading it. And everyone started ringing me, going, This is fucking funny. And I was like, yeah. So well, you know, I said, let's just make it. Let's make it the weekend, let's just make it all together and just do it. And then we're like, all right. So then we ended up doing it, and it it ended up being a million times better than anyone could have expected it was kind of crazy and then i was like because it's all played in this lad's imagination so it's all obviously we see the fights from his imagination so when as soon as he gets into a fight it suddenly goes massively out of control yeah. he's like he's in you know he's in like the desert fighting these guys and these dune buggies he's then all of a sudden he's in this water park having this fight so it's completely out of context so then we all went to Dubai to shoot the thing. Didn't we all just meal and wait? it was like, let's just go on a holiday for like New Year's. And when we're there, let's just shoot the stuff. So I, I knew a few guys out there, obviously with like X Dubai, like obviously Kai's there now. and now. I just said to the guys, well, let's just go and shoot it, see what happens. So we went and then we came back with all this footage. And obviously it's a comedy as well. So we came up with all this footage and the comedy ended up being. Really good. And I was like, well, the action needs to be fucking really good now because that's kind of the thing we're supposed to be good at. Yeah, yeah. So everyone just pulled it out of the bag and like we had all pretty much the best stunt guys in the world turned up because obviously we're all friends. And I was like, listen, anything anybody wants to do, any ideas we've got, let's just do it, let's have a good time. And it really was it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It was so so much fun and everyone had such a laugh. And then we came back with all this footage that just didn't know what to do with. It. So I just thought, oh, I'll make a little trailer. So we made a trailer for this movie obviously having all this footage, and I sent it out, and I sent it to Edgar Wright and uh, Matthew Bourne, mm. and I just sent it to him, and I said, look, I've kind of done this, don't know what to do with it, and then, so I said Edgar, Edgar, was like, oh, this looks really good, so this is kind of my humor. I said, do you want to, can you speak to my producer um, next week, Ira, and I was like, I said, yeah, okay, sounds great, and then, and I say, then I think, I thought, well, I'll send it to Matthew as well, so I sent it to Matthew, and then matthew rang me like straight away like right ha- have you done this have you done this what have you done like what what's happened ha- i don't get how you've done this is it is it, a- is it a film have you finished it you know when he was like right i have to this and i was like oh shit, all right and then that was it we kind of got talking and he was like right we need this we will be very good working on this and obviously i knew matthew and things from doing his uh his action and stuff and i was like I said, yeah, I don't know what to do with it. I said, I've got it all. And he was like, well, it's all done. And I was like, yeah, I finished it. I said, I just have no idea what to do with it. And he was mm-hmm. like, right, leave that with me. Right. So then I worked with his team. And then all of a sudden we had like Oscar nominated um, composers on it, like editors, you know, the sound, design, like- oh the sound design, like all of a sudden all these people, these top people in the industry were all over this movie just going through it. And he was getting like, so much recognition like so much praise from all these people that I just didn't expect it and I was like I don't get how we've managed to pull this off I really don't you know we just kind of did it so yeah it's just been finished and um yeah we're just kind of waiting for um the right day to market it and where it's gonna go and things like that. So so yeah that's kind of where we're at and then um yeah from then we started Argyle so I did second unit on Matthew's film in Argyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I second year directed for him on that which is Henry Cavill and Bryce Howard and Sam Rockwell and Dua Lipa and things like that so that was good so I did all that with him and directed the second unit and then I uh we started writing the second a second version of pretty much the same it's uh it's like a school fight but it's all set in a very different world um so yeah so yeah that's kind of we're at the minute.
0: That's insane. So, what is the sort of vague timeline for release? If you were to
1: best case scenario, um, I think um, it'll probably be end of the year this year. Nice. Hoping, yeah. And Hopefully you're wanting? I
0: think I was speaking to Kai, and he was saying you're wanting it to be cinema release as opposed to just
1: streaming platforms. Um, I th- it'd be nice to get a small cinema release, yeah. But I think the way the movies are going now, unless you are you know, competing with things like Marvel or Top Gun or these massive giant names, it's very hard to realistically get your film in for a uh, a worldwide release. Yeah, because the worldwide release, you kind of have to have the hundred million dollar budget for the advertising. Mm, you know, that's yeah. that's the thing. So it's kind of it's kind of all about the advertising now. that the world. Well, so small scale cinemas kind of unfortunately kind of died a little bit. You know what I mean, and and streaming has kind of took over. What, yeah, it's, it, and it's good and bad. I mean it's it's good in the fact that there's so many more movies being made anyway now because there's so many different platforms to be released on. Mm. You know, but it's kind of the only chance you've got going to go into cinema these days is if you have this huge budget, you know, or yeah, machine released it. Yeah, or you release it and it suddenly gets into a festival and everyone starts raving about this thing and then, you know, the hype gets behind itself. So. Yeah, but then, like,
0: if, say, on number two, you might, this thing can do really well and then you might have a situation where you've got all these production companies that are like, yeah, then you might find that situation repeats where you're kind of watering down, like, could you do everything that you wanted, you did in this first one? Can you do that in the second if it's going to be one of these big juggernaut releases? Like,
1: Yeah, exactly and that's the thing because like with the with all the money comes again the, all the restrictions as well it's kind of strange that you know you have this massive budget but the restraints are still there do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. not more do you know what I mean because everyone's more precious about it's the risk. amount of money that's being spent yeah mm-hmm. exactly so it's risk and reward so obviously the more money you get the more controlling people are because even as a director you I mean they give, they obviously give you a lot of control but if they don't like something in the studio or the production, it's no, you're going to do it this way and that's it, you know? So it's, you know, so it, yeah. And again, it's that, that risk, the, the, the more, the bigger the budget, the bigger the risk One.
0: So how did you find like the position of being uh, behind camera and directing? Because if you've always been stuntman, it's more, you know, you're kind of told what to do, you get this, but you're now the one in charge. What was that transition like and how did you feel
1: that? Role? If I'm honest to me, it felt very, very natural. Mm-hmm. It felt very natural on it. And and I think the YouTube stuff helped a lot. Really do. Because uh, I it's funny because Matthew said to me the other day, he said, Oh, he said, You know, when school fight comes out, you're gonna have to deal with some people won't like it, and you'll have to deal with negativity and that's the thing you've got to sort of let walk push up and all this sort of stuff. I said, Matthew, you forget that I release videos on YouTube. I said, like nobody <laughs> is as brutal as the YouTube community. I, said, yeah, like, because, like, I said, yeah, I, I mean I've some I've had some comments, but I said, But you, you have to laugh about them. I said, You do. I said, yeah. Because well, you can't change somebody's opinion. I said, It's somebody's opinion. I said, Like, it, you know, that's why we used to laugh. And, you know, my mates used to get worked up about it going, Oh, you know, so and said this about my video on this. About video. I said, What does it matter? I said, Like, what does it matter? I said, Like, this Yeah. Okay. And you start replying. us And then you just go back and forth. And you're like, fucking like idiots at the end of the day. I said, So, you know, like, you, you can't win on August. What's the point? You know, so you just have to just look at it and go, Sweet, you know, and it's opinion. Like, it's, you know, I had, I mean my bungee jump video, like to me, I was thinking it's one of the scariest things I've ever done. Dropped off, held on the bungee jump, let go at the bottom, you know, just some sorted off and walked off. And somebody just put this is shit all in capitals. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. I was like laughing at it, I was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, that like, person's it's standards was, like, it's like... It's funny. <laughs> Yeah. If, what would like, that person like, be impressed just, by? Got... Yeah. What was the point? And then somebody's like, "I, I, this was a bungee jump. He just let go at the bottom. Like, that's not a fucking bungee jump." I'm like, "That was the point. <laughs> that was that's the point." Funny, like, man. I was like, "What's the point?" And then replying, going, "You know, is it?" But so what? Getting back to the kind of the point, the point that what that did, what I think was really good is that having done that and seen that and watched my videos with people, and I used to watch all my videos with people to watch their reaction, you know, hmm. and I just watched them watch the video. And it gave me a very honest opinion because you can tell by people's faces what they find you know, and even if people put it down and go, Oh, yeah, it's good, and you think no, it's not. Yeah, you know what I mean, like so you know, so I could tell by people's reaction. And what really shocked me is that the things that I always found massively impressive that I did myself was never the things that they find impressive. So mm-hmm. because the concept of it sometimes would go over the head. So I'd do like triple twisting, double straight somersault land. And people wouldn't have a clue what I do. Right? Right, so then it's just like, like a blurry like, flip. Yeah, it's just blur. And then I'd do a yeah. somersault into bed and people are like, oh my God, it's fucking amazing. Because they, yeah. they can relate to it, you know? They can relate to this this, um, this um, thing of being, oh, imagine if you could do a somersault into bed, it'd be amazing, you know? Yeah. So I thought, ah, these things have to be layered in a certain way. So I kind of started doing that when I started designing action to kind of go, well, first of all, it has to be entertaining. It doesn't matter how cool you think it is or how... Like the most important thing is how how is it entertaining? You know, like how are people going to do that, and how do I make it interesting for them? So keeping it fun, keeping it things so like, you know, and and have these different layers in because what you think is going to be the pinnacle part, and everyone's going to be you know fucking loving this move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like some people will go, "That's fucking cool." So you have it in there for that, you know. But some people will just be like, "Meh," you know. Yeah, so yeah. he's trying to hit all those things. And yeah, I must so you you can't rely
0: such on the such an art. Like you know uh Steve O, Jackass Steve O. Like I yes. watched him, I watched him talk about um like how he ended up doing what he does. And he said he used to make skate videos and there would be like 20-minute skate edits. He would show all the neighborhood like kids and his friends and that they would watch it and they might leave after five minutes because it was just skate, 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 skate. And then every now and then yeah. he'd throw in like a prank and they would always stay for the prank. Like, I love that. And then, so he ended up realizing they like that because he could see the reaction. It was like, Oh, so he led into that. Yeah. Some of the guys I met here is a guy called Bob Reese. And he like does these really quite clever edited TikToky y sort of parkour things. And they do so well because it's done in a way that just, you don't need that complex knowledge of why a triple twist is impressive.
1: Exactly. And it's, and it's, Things like, yeah, it's just having having that. It's um, somebody, somebody. When I first started designing action stuff, somebody actually said to me, they said, "Oh, imagine," they said, "It has to have, has to have rising curves in it, right? Dips and lows in all, all of these fights. So because you need to figure out what your pinnacle parts are in the fight, or in your action, or in your story. And the same thing goes for when it's, when you're doing your your scenes and stuff like that. When you when you're directing things." You have to pick what you want people to go because you can't keep people at this level constantly, you know. So if it's a movie, you can't keep people at this level for an hour and a half, you know, or two hours or whatever, you know. So you have to know it's going to come back down, but you've got to know when to come back up. It's the same in a fight. So you've only got a two minute fight, three minute fight, you know. If you just see punch, 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 you like, okay, okay, when does this stop? Yeah, like where's the same? It's the same with music. Where's Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I mean, it's, it's. where's the danger? Where Where's, why should I be bothered about this guy losing the fight? Why should I be bothered about him here? None of these punches are hardly hurt. You know, everyone's just fucking leathering each other forever. So it's having those moments of what, how you tell that story in the fight. So I started doing that, telling the story in the fight. And I thought, right, it kind of, it's the same in the movie. You know, like you just tell this, this story. And like, it's exactly the same as, as Tumbling. You know, somebody said to me, they said, oh, when I first started learning, they went, Imagine if you did like gymnastics, and somebody went down. and was like, "What's the hardest movement at that point?" I was like, oh, "Triple pike somersault." And they mm. said, "He said, Oh, I said, um, well, imagine like so when you do all your moves.' You said I've seen it. Said so you go somersault, 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 boom. They do the double, then somersault, somersault, somersault boom, and then the triples at the end, right?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah." And he went now at the end, everyone's like, "Fucking, you, will he you land it? Will he land it? Boom, he lands it. Oh my god, it's amazing!" Like, it said like, yeah. you know, he said now he might story. <laughs> goes down and goes, yeah, he went now. Imagine somebody goes down and goes round of triple pike, triple pike. Triple pike, triple pike, and there's eight triple pikes in a row. So that triple pike's lost all its meaning. Is it because they they said, even if it's the hardest thing to do five triple pikes Mm -hmm. in a row, it's lost its meaning because you've just banged out one triple pike, then the next triple pike, the next triple pike, and there's no concept of how hard it is. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, yeah, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of telling the story in in your movements as well, which we tried to do. I tried to do in the, um, in the YouTube video as well, is like try to tell that story. That's so what, that, like Jackie you know, Chan like was so
0: ahead of his time with. And he's like even further than movement artists. Like now, is he just knew that he could tell that pacing and storytelling in his movement?
1: Well, exactly. And you think of Jackie Chan stuff, all the stuff that they're like really renowned for. Yeah, he's got the big gags and all that sort of stuff. But the people used to watch it for all those little, like little tic tacs off the off the hand and the little bounce in the things mm. on you know and then the way he picks up a gun and going in the way just things like that and it's all those little things that people watched before and they went oh fuck that's cool because they can again they can relate relate to that you know and that was the same Zoom's way gonna kick us
0: out so let me just reset this call okay. uh okay. it'll be like i'll ask one more question i
1: don't want to keep you forever yeah uh, but yeah I'll, I'll just reset the call give me two seconds right? yeah okay